He sit back and watch for the bullshit. Cause you know what's coming. You know what's coming. You know what's Some of this shit is funny. It's funny. There's a hotel in Northwest Dallas, Texas. Always crazy shit out of Texas, right? And the, the cops found a body, and, and the death was kind of connected to this place. And uh, some cop just recognized a tattoo and like identified the girl and it led to this whole thing where like they had to call them the FBI and shit. And and it was like it, it, it remind me of of a if you ever seen the movie uh uh what the fuck was the name of that joint? It's one of my favorite fighting movies. Um you know what I'm talking about with the uh, the older oh, raid, the raid redemption. If you ever seen the raid redemption, it was it's kind of like that, where it was like the 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 criminals were so out of control, and the cops, you know, it was like so much corruption and shit that it just got to the point where the criminals were more more powerful than the cops to the point where they were just brazenly just out of control whereas like the 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 people the detective investigators had to call in the feds because he couldn't do shit i mean it was it was just this whole they called it what was the name of the business it was called the um the han gill hotel town the fuck is a hotel town it well it it it's like a hotel in name only it was like this it was more like a complex with all of these rooms in it and it was all type of shit going on in these rooms. I mean, niggas was shooting heroin. People was getting murdered. People was getting raped. People was getting prostituted. People was, you know, prostituting for drugs. There's a drug dealer named Stuff. This is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's like in real life. Um, and... And it's like, this is why sometimes it's like, I get why certain, I get, I get why some, certain countries still have monarchs, you know, because when it's all said and done, um, the assistant attorney general says the city is currently working with the owner's representatives seeking to demolish the building. Now the owner is being indicted for for being in, complicit in all this, so I don't understand why you need to confer with him to rip this fucking building down. Uh, goes on further to say, but he doesn't know how long that will take. You know, and I'm just saying, if we had a tyrant, if we had if we had a, a dictator or a king, he would just knock the motherfucker down. I don't know, no, he'd probably be making money off that bitch. Be honest with you. I swear, I, I, sometimes I don't know if doing this podcast is turning me into, is making me a cynic, 
you know am i am is this making me cynical or am i uh am i just a cynic with a podcast because <sighs> that shit will kill you man you just thinking you know the, the worst of people just but let's be honest the dark side of humanity is the more entertaining shit to talk about. It's more fun. But it, but it's just like I don't know how much I don't know how much longer or how 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 often I can just feign disbelief. Oh my god, it's so horrible. I can't believe it. Yes, I can. I see that shit all the time. Since I was a kid, since before the internet, I've just seen how fucking horrible people are. I remember one time my granny used to uh my granny used to date abusive men. I don't know what the fuck that was about because in all other aspects of her life she didn't take no shit from nobody, bro. You know what I mean? I'm talking about vicious, just just vicious. But when it came to it was like the certain shitty men, I don't know, I think she just loved the the struggle. She loved the fight or something. I don't know. I, I I never did understand it. It, it, it. it was, you know, it's part of the reason I ended up um, as a foster kid and indirectly is because my mama couldn't take it no more. She was a teenager and she had to leave. And <sighs> But anyway, I remember one time my granny, uh, she broken up with this nigga. And uh, and I remember my my we my auntie lived upstairs in the same building, lived a above my grandmother and uh, and I was at my auntie's house uh, my auntie's apartment and uh and I'm looking out the window and I'm like what the fuck what the fuck and I see this nigga is is blowtorching through the metal bars on the window you know now now I'm a ch- I'm a small child I'm probably four or five years old so i don't i don't exactly understand what i'm seeing but there is a nigga on the roof below us you know it was one of them you know it was one of them buildings that was like connected to the it was connected to a chinese restaurant you know right next to it so he was on the roof of that going into my granny's window you know so he was blow to so anyway i'm a kid and i i didn't understand exactly what i was seeing but it was like you know, it was just unusual to me. What is this nigga doing on the roof? You know what I mean? Like at granny's window. And I say something to my cousin who says something to my auntie. And then the fucking cops come and it's like, and I got to sit there and identify this nigga. And that was, that was a whole lot of pressure, you know, cause they were like, they were trying to make sure is this the nigga? Cause they just caught some nigga. And it's like, I'm four years old and my little memory, you know, God bless my little four-year-old self. My little memory was just struggling. Like, uh, damn, is this the nigga? I don't know. Like, do I got to say for sure with a thousand percent? Don't y'all got... I mean, I didn't know what forensics was back then, but I was just... I was not expected that I was going to have to identify the nigga. You know what I mean? Um, But I think I said yes. I think I went on ahead and said yes. Um, Yep, that's him. You know, but I was not sure, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, But... I'm pretty sure they caught the nigga with a, you know, with a blowtorch. He, 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 you know, it's like, it's like, you know, it was probably him. But uh, my point is, 
he, this nigga was sent by my granny's ex to steal to steal her TV. You know, and I remember just I remember when I finally because, you know, sometimes it take a couple weeks before you get all the information and you but but I just remember my little brain just I just didn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. it was, I guess it was the first time that I remember seeing someone do something truly sinister. You know, it was the first time that I that I that I laid my eyes on. It was the first time it like uh, uh, that I saw. I just couldn't I just couldn't wrap my brain around. I was like, why the fuck would he? First of all, why would her ex boy want to steal her TV? And second of all, why would this nigga do it for him in the middle of the motherfucking day? Now I'm older and I understand that nigga was definitely on drugs. Her old boyfriend was probably a drug dealer or or maybe even a fellow addict who was trying to, uh, you know, just distance himself from the situation, probably promised him a couple rocks if he went, went ahead and got that TV. And I don't know, this dumb nigga just thought, I don't know, because he knew he knew my granny wasn't going to be home because I think at the time, yeah, she was a nurse. So he knew that she wasn't going to be home and maybe he just thought her neighbors weren't nosy enough. I don't know what the fuck he thought. It was the middle of the day, man. <laughs> you feel me? It was like the middle of the motherfucking day. Like he he didn't do no planning, no reconnaissance. This nigga just on the roof with a blowtorch. And uh, and I don't know, that shit just burned into my brain. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's the first time I think I thought people ain't shit. Like, people just out here just ain't shit out here. You know, I don't know the man. You know, maybe he's a better person now. You know, it didn't stop me from doing fucked up shit in my life. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was probably my first step on the path to cynicism. Okay. Um but these 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 the, the <laughs> I just don't I'm just so numb to stories like this. It's like a it's like a it's like a season of true detective all in, in real life in Northwest Texas. Um oh yeah. Well if you're one okay, if uh, if you don't know what cynicism means, I ain't gonna make you look it up. It it's it's basically when you it's when you stop, it's when you believe that people are just motivated by self-interest. When you sort of lose faith in humanity, in humans. You know, that whole like, everybody ain't shit mentality. And it's, 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 it's true a lot of the time. But it's not true all the time or of everybody. But it's easy. It's the easy mentality to slip into, right? Because, but but the truth is, there's no such thing as good people. There's no such thing as bad people. But it's hard to know that in the moment when you've just been fucked over, you know? Like like when you come outside and your car gone or broke or the glass broke, you're just like, motherfuckers ain't shit. You know, <laughs> you just go, yeah, people, just people in general, everyone. And the truth is, we all capable of 
we all capable of uh of right wrong you know good evil just to, based on your circumstances you know some people do heroic shit like for example this next story I don't know if this guy's a good person all the time. He's my hero of the moment. But uh, but basically, um, in a, a town in, where is this fucking town? In Manchester. Um, well, this is this is this is from the Manchester Evening News. Man, this is in the man. This is the Manchester in the UK. Um. I think there might maybe there's a Manchester in New England, but uh, no, this is the this is the UK. But this guy couldn't get he couldn't get potholes fixed in his town. They just refused to put this money in. Uh, you know how you know how politicians are. Ah, oh, we don't have the money. We can't. Uh, my rich friends aren't going to benefit from that. I don't. I don't want to do it. Yeah. So what this dude started doing is uh, is he started spray painting. Dicks around the potholes, just penises. <laughs> he started spray painting penises around the potholes. And guess what? This this is like this is like this is like this is like Banksy. This is who this is like the Banksy's old uh retired uh master. You know, to just come out like, no, my son, you can keep it simple and accomplish research. So this nigga start he started spray painting penises around these potholes. And so, I mean, some of these potholes have been here for a decade. You feel me? He started spray painting dicks around them. Within 48 hours, the city started filling them in. Nobody knows who this guy is. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it wasn't people's, you know, property vehicles being damaged. It wasn't bicyclists uh, fucking going over their handlebars, going to the hospital, breaking their motherfucking collarbones and all that. Nope. It was, oh no, dicks. We, well, we can't have this indecency. These fucking politicians. I hate them. And then they come out. We understand and accept that residents are unhappy with the number of potholes in the borough. And we have a program of scheduled works to fix them. We have also invested substantially in new machinery, which is enabling us to carry out repairs more rapidly. Painting obscenities around potholes will not get them repaired any quicker, but simply waste valuable time and resources. We urge the perpetrator to stop defacing the roads immediately and ask anyone who sees this sort of criminal being carried out to report it to the police and the council. Fuck these people. And here they go. Here they go. Has this person for just one second considered how families with young children? Fuck out of here with all that. Families with young children. They always try to break out the children. George Carlin was so right about this. Oh, the kids, the kids. Fuck the kids. Those your kids. <laughs> when your kids look at that pothole, they don't see a penis. 
And if they do, that's some shit you need to explain to them. You know, they exist out in the world. It's like half the population got one. You know, it's like your kid's going to encounter a penis at some point. Like, cause, cause you know what, it, you know what it is when people throw, when people throw their kids out there as a reason to try to control other people's behavior, that, that shit gets under my skin because you, you trying to make, you trying to make it about, you trying to make it about, uh, protecting your children when in reality you're protecting yourself from the uncomfortable conversation that you don't want to have with your children. You know, that's what it, that's really what it boils down to. You know, cause I bet you, I bet you'd be feeling different if your, if your kids, one of your kids was out there riding a bicycle and broke their motherfucking neck over one of these potholes. And you know the worst people in the world? The worst people in the world are the people that are going to, the people that try to, uh, to goddamn, the, the people that are going to call the police on this guy. Because you know it's one or two people in the town. You know, these rule these rule followers. Fuck those people too. Oh, the, the rules. Oh, I guess it's the rules. I follow the rules. Everyone should follow all of the rules. All the time. No matter how much sense they make. It's the rules. <clears throat> and I don't know, man. I mean, maybe this is a minority thing. You know? I, I can't I can't I can't pretend that I know that I know what. But it's like I think a lot of times white folks um the rules usually work for you you know following the rules does result in uh in achievement and that sort of thing but a lot of times for black folks it's like following the rules don't get you a motherfucking thing you still get fucked over so it's like i think we i think i just think we're more inclined cuz it's don't get me wrong it's niggas out there like that too i'm gonna follow the rules i'm telling you know, because I, 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 I remember when I remember a time when it was like, like in you, when, when little kids would learn not to tattletale, you know, not to tattle. Like if it wasn't something serious, it's like, what you coming to me about it for? Learn how to handle conflict on your own. Like that shit ain't like, ain't nobody in danger. It doesn't things like if it was no one in danger or nobody like, you know, you wasn't getting your food or your money. Like if it wasn't something important, you know, the teacher, the teacher wasn't trying to hear about that shit. He's calling me names and stop playing with him. Spend your recess on the other side of the playground. You know what I mean? Stop tattling. I I, I think it's a whole different world now. I mean, I don't know what kids are learning now because I don't have kids in um. And I and I'm very, 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 very rarely around kids, so I don't know what they, what, I don't know what their little lives are like or what they're being taught. But it seems like, it seems like uh, they just tell all the time. <laughs> like that's their number one recourse is, is 
uh, is, is tattling. Like a grown ass adults are tattling now. You know, and I don't, as a matter of fact, I don't even think that's a word anymore. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think that tattling is a thing. And if it is, it's definitely not something look to look to pond on. I love when niggas try to philosophize shit like this. What uh there's a difference between ta- telling and tattling and snitching. Yeah, see, okay, there is a little, there's a little thing for it. Maybe they are teaching kids this somewhere. Oh no, this is a UK website, so no, this ain't here. No, but they got like a little, they have a little infographic, and on one side it's telling, on the other side it's tattling, <laughs> and it, to try to teach kids the difference. Uh, so on the telling side, to keep yourself and others safe, concerned with someone's safety, the problem is important or urgent, someone is being hurt or is in danger. An adult is needed to help solve the problem. It is important. They kind of repeated themselves a lot right there, but you get the you get the gist of it. Telling is when it's important, when it's when when it's urgent, when someone is 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 not safe, or when you need an adult to solve the problem. I need need to get another person involved. Now on the tattling side, it says to get someone else in trouble or avoid blame. Threatening to tattle. On another in order to control someone else has something to gain from tattling no one is in danger or being hurt can be solved without adult intervention is unimportant it's pretty much the opposite of all that other shit i liked it or even when i google it it says i just googled the word tattling and one of the first things was uh how do i stop my child from tattling yeah, that shit ain't healthy. But now we got it. Now we got the grown at. We got adults growing up. They haven't. They didn't learn that lesson. So you know somebody gonna turn in my man that's painting the dicks around the potholes. He doesn't even have a clever, uh, a clever, a clever nickname in the media because he hasn't killed anybody. But uh, but he's my hero. You're my hero out there, sir. If you listening out there in Manchester, all right. Um, I don't watch a lot of soccer, but uh, but you just made me a United fan. Now I'm now I'm a tune in. I'm a tune in. They raising them right out there in Manchester. That's how you fight the fucking power. I don't know why I love it. I love revenge. You know me. I love revenge. I love comeuppance. And uh. And I love, I love clever, uh, I love clever jabs, clever attacks. And he just, it, this is just all of that wrapped all up in one and he got results and he won. He won. Um, the, uh, <sighs> So the, the 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 big or one of the big subjects I want I wanted to talk about this week is um because this 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 really actually applied to last week but I'm lazy so last week there was a there was a 
an uh, epic little moment where I believe in the same weekend, um, Avengers, the 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 uh, the finale to the Avengers saga came out. Avengers, what was it? Not Infinity War. That was the last one. What was this one? Um, Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame came out the same weekend. Um. Uh, uh, like a few days later, Game, the a Game of Thrones episode came out. Like something interesting happened on Game of Thrones. Then both of these things have, you know, gigantic, rampant, obsessive fan bases. And usually, I don't deal with fanboys and fan base. You know, because it's just it's just not important arguing over minutia and shit like that. I do. I am a Game of Thrones fan. I've watched a lot of the Marvel comic hero movies. Um, I like them. I don't. I'm not obsessed, but I like them. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what I don't like. Okay, fucking spoilers. Now this was a to- a big, huge topic last week. I seen it all over my Facebook. Um, I seen it all over my Instagram. Um, a little bit, you know, uh, you know, people because there's there's two camps in this. There's the there's the hey. Stay the fuck off social media if you don't want spoilers, people, right? And then there's the uh, there's the you shouldn't be spoiling shit, people, right? And of course, you know what side I'm on. Fuck out of here with all that spoiler shit, okay? First of all, first of all, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want y'all to tell, I'm gonna tell y'all where I'm coming from because I'm biased, okay? I'll never forget. I was one time. I was I was a teenager, and uh, and my big brother, uh, my big brother had hooked me up with this girl. We was on a double date. We was on a double date. Me and my older brother, and my my uh, my grandma. And she was well. This is my first foster mom. She um, and she was an asshole like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And it's crazy. She was, she was an asshole about most things. Real talk. She was an asshole about most things, but one thing she was not was a cock block. She would facilitate you getting some pussy if if it came down to it. If she liked the girl, like if you, cause you, my, she had the type of, it was, she was a type of grandma. She was a type of mom where it was like, you couldn't walk in the house without walking past her. Like she had the house, the house was situated in such a way where like her spot where she sat and watched the news and her stories and all that. It's like, you, you couldn't just come in the house and not, not see. So anytime you brought somebody in, she would examine them and shit, you know, and you could tell just by, her attitude, whether she was okay with it, right? So anyway, the point is, we had this little room. We had this one room in the house where it was like the nice room. Actually, she had a she had two rooms like this. Um, the one upstairs, I literally never, I've never, I never been in that room longer than longer than five minutes. We ain't even walk through that motherfucker. You know what I mean? It was like you know, nice furniture. It was where, as a matter of fact, I only ever seen her sit over there twice. Once with with the, with the when the pastor came by, and uh, and another time when um, when uh, when uh, a lawyer came by. 
you know, like if it was like somebody she wanted, somebody important that she wanted to impress, that was that what that room was for. And so we was not only was we not ever in it, we wasn't allowed in it. it we had a lot of talk, wasn't a lot of walk through it, none of that shit. And then down, and so there was another room like that downstairs where it was like this was where she entertained. So like if we had, you know, if family was over or we was all watching a movie or something it's like it was it was where the big screen tv was it was weird because we had a big screen tv but we literally never used it unless unless it was a big event you know so it was like but this room had the leather couch and the mini bar and the big screen and the fireplace and those things right and it was dope but we, you, we wasn't allowed in it. It was like, I remember it was dope. It was all gray carpet and, and then the, the couch perfectly, the color of the couches and shit perfectly matched the carpet. And it, it was just fly. Again, we weren't allowed in this. As, as, as kids, we weren't allowed in there. But, you know, th- this particular day, me and my brother walked in the house with two cute girls. And... And grandma gave us the blessing. Hey, yeah, y'all can use the big room. Y'all can use the movie room. You know what I mean? And and I, I mean, I remember being shocked. Like, what? <laughs> what? For real? So we go down in the movie room. And, of course, the, you know, the girl my brother was with, I don't know if he had already, if he already smashed before or, or whatever, whatever it was. But this was all, this was all a, uh, because to me it was like an act it was like an act it was like we we were going to watch a movie but my grandma know we trying we we trying to smash you know what i mean like what we, we what else are we doing here you know we could watch a movie somewhere else um so she had to pretend i don't know if she had to pretend like she didn't know what was going on or whatever but anyway Hey, Bucky, what's going on? So, and I, I remember the, uh, uh, anyway, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let me, let me, let me get it together. So, my cousin or my uncle, so my grandma had adopted a kid that was, she, he was younger than us, but she, because she was, she took care of foster kids. So, she was, so she was younger than us. He was younger than us, but she adopted him. So he was technically our uncle, but he was, he was, he was young. He was younger than us. So it was a weird, that one of those weird situations. Um, he was also a fucking asshole, like from, from jump, from the get go. All right. And he was super duper spoiled. She was nice. She was, for some reason, her mean streak just, uh, just applied to him so rarely. This nigga was just get away with bloody fucking murder. You hear me? And so she, you know, she was his little, she was his little spy, you know, so he kept coming down there to see what we were doing, going back up and trying to tell her what was up, what was good or whatever. Anyway, finally, somehow my brother gets rid of him for long enough for him to take the girl he was with in the in the room. And I'm hitting it off with, with the girl I'm with. I'm probably not going to smash on the first go, you know, and, and, but that's when, you know, when you, when you young, you know, that's all you thinking about, <laughs> you know, when you, when you 13, 14, like you just try to. Get your dick wet. That was, uh, anyway, the uh, anyway, but me and this girl, we hitting it off. We have we having a good old time, 
and we're watching Usual Suspects, okay? And if you haven't seen it, then you need to, okay? It's one of the greatest thrillers of all time. It has uh, one of the greatest, uh, you know, it's just a great story. It's just a good movie. Um, and I'm seeing it for the first time. I mean, by this time, it had already been out for a while, but I hadn't seen it. And neither had she. And we sitting here just captivated in, in a, um, you know, there's a there's a twist. There's a twist at the end. See, I don't even want to spoil it now. It, it, the movie been out for 35 years or something, <laughs> you know, but it's like I'm sitting here, you know, we go and we, we're right up to this moment. It's like six cents where it's like the twist comes right at the end, you know, and you by this time you've invested two hours into this. You know, and so I'm sitting here, me and my date, we captivated by this film. And right before the twist is going to get shown to us, my cousin uncle comes downstairs and fucking, just to be an asshole, tells us the, the twist right before we're about to see it. I hate that little motherfucker. I'm still mad about it. That was 20 years ago. 24. Yeah, more than 20 years ago. And I'm still upset about it. It, it, it. I hate people that spoil movies, books, plots. There was a scientist in in a in a in a, in Antarctica that killed another scientist because this nigga kept ruining the books they had. He would cause you know, you down there, you trapped this fucking 15 people on the whole continent. Y'all only got, you know, so many books. So you get to you get to read them first. You know, we start on different ends of the shelf. And then when I start getting into your, your side, you start ruining the shit. We don't got shit else to do out here. Let me enjoy this. You motherfucker. Now I'm not I'm not saying I condone the murder. I'm saying I understand. I understand. <clears throat> so anyway, people been waiting a long time for Avengers Endgame. People been waiting a long time to see this last season of Game of Thrones. They took a two-year hiatus. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff that people like people want to watch it. They don't want to, you know, and some and 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 here's here's the deal too. The people that post spoilers on social media, especially right after something happens, you know what I mean? It's like, don't act like you're innocent, motherfucker. Like, I just need to stay off social media because you can't. Because who, we're, we both got a social media problem. I think yours is worse because you can't do anything exciting without immediately, like five minutes later, posting those. You can't give a nigga 24 hours. You can't give a nigga the weekend? Well, Game of Thrones come out on Sunday, but you know what I'm saying? You can't give a nigga a week? I got shit to do. You know, it's like, what do you mean? Because because the excuse I saw a lot from these people is, you know, I should be able to talk about what I see. You know, I should be able to, you know, you your your inability to stay on social media is irrelevant. You, you know, I I that's not my problem. That's your problem. 
But here's my thing about that. Once you know, when you're aware of the out of the, of the, when you're aware of the effect of your actions, that's when you have to take responsibility for, you know, because you can say all day, oh, people need to stay on social media. But the fact of the matter is, you know that people don't. That's really what it boils down to. So, yeah, maybe the first time, maybe the second time you posted a spoiler and people complained about it, maybe you can say that. But now it's at the point where you're purposely spoiling shit for people and you enjoy that. Let's just admit that you're an asshole. You enjoy ruining it for people. Or at the very at the very least, you don't give a fuck. I mean, you're not a review blog, nigga. No one needs your review. You know, it's like, why do you enjoy spoiling movies and TV shows for people? That's why they call them a spoiler. It ruins it for because some people. I got friends that don't give a fuck. I, I you know, I, I don't understand those people. I got friends that are like, dude, just spoil it for me. Tell me what happens. I'm going. I'm going to go see it anyway. My boy Derek is like that. Like, yeah, don't just, just tell me. What, what? Just let me. Just tell me what is it. Now I don't think he does that with everything, but it's dope. Actually, shout out to them. Derek and uh, Derek Poston and my friend Hassan Ahmad, uh, they have a podcast called Spoil the Beans. It's actually about this. Because <laughs> Hassan, Hassan hasn't seen a whole lot of movies. He had like a sheltered childhood or whatever. And Derek has seen all the movies. And so it's like they do one one half with, um, where Hassan tries to guess what the movie is about and then Derek tells him what it's about and then they watch it and then they do a second half where they discuss it and it's dope it's dope to see to see somebody see a movie for the first time one that you really fucking love um anyway dope podcast spoiler beans check them out but uh um but I just I'm not one of those people. I don't want you to spoil shit. Don't tell me shit. Oh, and then, and then, and then, and then, you know, was worse than the, was worse than the people that, that unapologetically spoil shit for other people are the people that, that try to sneak spoil shit where they, they'll say little shit that, and try to tell you that's not a spoiler. Like they'll, they'll, they'll slyly spoil it without you you know what i mean where it's like it's like oh if if because like we're, we're all watching the show it's like if superman's a hero it's like if you post go superman you spoiled it because now i'm the whole time i'm watching it you've given me a clue that the show didn't give me so at some point i'm gonna i'm gonna lock that in don't tell me nothing i want to experience it the way you experienced it I don't give a fuck how excited you are. I don't give a fuck if you could tell from watching the uh, the damn trailer. Don't tell me shit. Don't assume nothing. Because and here's the thing: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna murder you. I'm not gonna be mad at you. But I'm but I'm gonna block you and I'm gonna probably inter- interact with you less publicly. I, I'm, I'm I'm definitely gonna lose respect for you because you you literally get nothing out of it. You know what I mean, if you want to discuss some dope shit you saw, do that shit on the phone. Do that shit on in a in a in a in a make a make a group, make a make a Facebook group or a private chat group uh, with 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 niggas that see everything on the first day. 
do do that, nigga. But there's because and 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 there's the rub for me. Whereas like it, while it's true, I should be able to stay off social media if I don't want something spoiled for me, right? Um, but it's also true that there are steps you can take where you can post about these things without spoiling them for other people. And you don't take those steps. There's a way that we can all be on social media like we want to be without you ruining shit for people. And you just don't take them. And and, and all it takes is, you, you know, you just have to, you just have, you just have to put like I think it's seven dots like period enter to go down to the next line period enter go down the next, period and go down the next, and you tell people the first thing you type is spoilers ahead and then you go period enter period enter period enter period. and then and I think once you're down seven spaces then people can't read anything you type until they click on see more right and that that's literally that that takes no time at all you know it's five seconds. To not ruin shit, but that's what it is. You have to be honest with yourself and admit you just like ruining shit. You like the power that it gives you. It gives you power over other people. It's just that simple. Because because maybe there's a there's a few people that genuinely just can't resist discussing. But come on, you cannot ruin it. So that's why that's why I think you're the one with sinister intentions. I'm just scrolling through my timeline, man. Out of habit. I'm not ruining anything for you. So it's like, yeah, grow up. Uh, <laughs> and you know, and what's even worse is though these people that have uh, the these uh, these so called journalists. I fucking hate these people too. These so called journalists. That because uh, they do this, they do this with comedy too, with, uh, and it it gets under my skin even more so with that, where they where they go see a famous comedian and then they're reviewing the performance, and in the review they're saying the jokes. Why are you doing that? You you don't know how to write a review without spoilers. Do you not even understand comedy at all? Stand up at all? The whole point is like I want people to see these jokes for the first time. It, it's called an act. We're practicing the act. It's like why are you why are you spoiling the act? You can't you give an analysis? I mean, what kind of fucking Weak ass writer are you that you can't analyze something without giving it away? I remember getting into it with uh with this director one time about uh it was it was a uh, we were doing a thing and when I when I used to do I mean I still do I haven't in a while but I I uh, I used to do this storytelling thing in San Diego with this group organization called So Say We All and um and we used to do. Do, the, do these storytelling with like audio visual shit. It was dope. And uh and one time we teamed up with the with the San Diego dance company. Um and I remember they were because they were gonna have the dancers doing a dance while we were telling the story live. 
off, you know, off script. And it was, it was very, a lot of rehearsal and shit. And it was very taxing, but it, but it turned out dope. Um, but, uh, but I remember the, uh, I remember the director when they were doing like the press thing for the show, I remember her like in the, Oh, in the program, in the program for the show, it tells, it tells how my story ends. You know what I mean? Or it's it, not, not how that ends, but it's like a key piece of the story. That's like, that's supposed to be my, my oh shit moment in the story. And she tells it in the thing, you know? And it's like, and I remember getting it like, you know, it wasn't like a huge big blowout argument, but she definitely didn't agree, you know, but it's like, I'm the storyteller, you the dance instructor. You know what I mean? It's like, I know how to tell a story. And it's like, you can't just put the key part of the story first. It's the, 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 the essential part has to come at the, you know, the part that breaks the tension has to come at the perfect moment. You know, you're building anticipation to a moment. And that that shit has to come at the right time. Storytelling and comedy are all about timing. Timing, tone, pitch, delivery. So you can't just give away. Anyway. Um, yeah, stop spoiling shit. I hate you. I don't I don't like I don't like your 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 viewpoint is very selfish. It's very self-centered. You know? So uh just know that. Just know. Just know. You maybe you're sitting out there and you're like, "Well, Brian, we good friends, you know, and I've spoiled things for you." Then we're not good friends. We might still be friends, but we're not good friends. We sure the fuck ain't. You know, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I don't. I don't fuck with you like that. You're not invited over for Game of Thrones. You don't know how to shut the fuck up. You know, so uh, anyway, um, on to our Black History uh, highlight. It's going to be hella brief, I guess. Um, uh, I want to talk to y'all about uh, Ida B. Wells Barnett, um, better known as Ida B. Wells. Uh, she was born in a, a slave in 1862, so right before, you know, the end of that, and uh, she lost her both her parents and her brother to yellow fever in uh, in 1878. So she when she was just a teenager. And she came up during that whole Reformation time. And Reformation was basically um it was the most dangerous time for black people uh outside of slavery itself. It was because it was you know, once once slavery was ended You like imagine just imagine being in the South and your and and your and your entire economy 
is based on slavery. You getting free labor. You know what I mean? And you making however much money you making, and then and then all of a sudden it's illegal. You know, like today, you got to find another way. You know, it used to be a hundred people out there. Not that many. I don't think it, very many people had that many slaves. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, let's say it's, it used to be 10 people out there in the field making you money at at no cost to you other than feeding them shit food and giving them shitty accommodations, right? So, and then all of a sudden, that's not legal no more. You got to start paying them niggas. Or you got to start doing all that shit yourself. That was the Reformation period. It's like, it was like this, this, uh, or I'm sorry, Reconstruction, not Reform, not Reformation, the Reconstruction era. Um, Reformation. Why did I say that? What, where did that, where does that come from? That, oh, that's, that's, that would have to do with the, the, the Protestant Catholic. Anyway, the re- Reconstruction was, that was, uh, from, I want to say, what was it, 18, 63 to 1877. So, you know, she was literally born right in that era, into that era of like extreme violence and like real like in their feelings whites trying to uh trying to to de- desperately grasp and hold on to the power they had. And that's where, you know, things like, you know, lynchings and shit were born out of this. And Ida B. Wells, that was her, her whole life was bringing, uh, bringing uh, light to, to the lynchings in the South. Because just like the Holocaust, it was like, it was like one of the things that was like, it was so horrible that people didn't want to believe it. People didn't want to believe that other people were doing this. White people. White people didn't want to believe that other white people were really this evil. You know? And so it was one of them things that, like, you couldn't, you couldn't, people didn't want to believe it without evidence. Like, until the press got it, started covering it, you know, people just was like, oh, that's that's made up, that's exaggerated. It's kind of like the same thing now with, like, with, like police shootings. Where it's like, or or with or with the Ray Rice video when he knocked his wife out in the elevator. Now you know we knew about that shit a year before that. We heard about it, and hearing about it is one thing, but people people didn't people weren't outraged till they saw it. When they saw the video, like a year and some change later, that's when people were like, "Oh nah, fuck no." You know, it's something like you hear about it all the time. You hear about football players and domestic violence and all that, and. And it, it's kind of in the news for a little bit, then it brushes aside. But a video, that's on the internet forever. That's out there forever. You know, that's why that boy, uh, that one receiver for the Chiefs that kicked that girl in the park. Like, that's why he got in way more trouble than, oh, no, no, he was the running back. Um, what the fuck? Kareem Hunt. That's why he, they got, he got the fuck up out of here in, a, in, a, in the, uh, their receiver who basically was accused of the same thing. He's still up in that thing, you know, because it's not no video. It's not no. And anyway, so that I mean, that's just the that's how humans are. That, at least that's how Americans are. It's like we 
when we hear about something horrible, we feign outrage because that's the proper response. That's what's expected. But uh, but something being on video or something being in a photograph, that shit forces you to feel something. You can't just ignore that. <laughs> you know, it's like you can ignore words. Anyway, Ida B. Wells, she she knew she knew that shit off the top. She knew that way back then that that uh people needed to see it. So she her whole life was her bringing it to uh to the public eye, bringing it to f- fruition, you know. Making it, she even to the point where like um cuz in she was in she was in uh she was in Memphis when she started like her own paper and then um you know they broke into it and then broke all her machines and anyway she ended up having to flee to Chicago and then she went to England and and when the British press got a hold of some of the shit she was saying you know she kind of became famous i mean at one point she was probably the most f- famous black person or at least the most famous black woman alive. Um, yeah, she was on that shit. So, um, and the funny thing is, she got uh, the 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 press here. A lot of the, at least a lot of the white press here at the time, um, really shit on her. <laughs> Like, uh, what 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 did this, what did the New York Times call her a uh, a nasty nasty harlot? <laughs> or so you know how people talk back then, ruffian vagabond, that kind of shit. Um, and and I, and the reason I wanted to really, you know, I started. I mean, I started looking into her, but but uh, but she's a perfect example of what of one of the things I was talking about with the with the me too movement or the new i guess maybe you call this the fourth wave of feminism i don't know what people are saying um but she there's a controversy in her life um she was linked to this woman named willard what was her first name um Oh yeah, Fran- uh, Francis Willard, the first president of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. The WCTU was a predominantly white women's organization with branches in every state and a growing membership with roots in the call for temperance and sobriety. The organization later became a powerful advocate of suffrage in the U.S. So she teamed, you know, they teamed up with Ida, right? But then Ida soon learned what um what i know now we've all know then is that a lot of times black women women of color are are um co-opted or are, are, are counted in the numbers when white women are trying to accomplish something but then their specific issues are, are ignored Often under the often under the uh, under the guise of being of not being divisive, you know, because she quickly learned like 
like they, you know they they're on the road together talking about women's suffrage and then when Ida would bring up the lynchings you know Willard ain't had shit to say you know and uh and 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 this is this has never changed you know we I think we I've talked a few episodes ago about how about uh, Martin Luther King talking about the white moderate about <clears throat> how people want people will take a people will take a a a, a, a comfortable peace over a a comfortable peace over an uncomfortable uh uh truth or people will take a people take a comfortable lie over an uncomfortable truth you know people people that just want they just want they rather have peace with with like half justice than 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 chaos with real justice. And that's what it, that's what it boils down to. They want everyone to just be calm down and just you know and just let's let's focus on this one thing and so on and so forth. And Ida B. Wells just she was not having it, fool. She never shut the fuck up. She never stopped saying this those things. No matter what the situation it was, no matter where the criticism was, even the New York, you know, even the New York Times shit on her for not being ladylike, and other black people shit on her for the same reasons. But she just kept saying her truth. And and oh, I I I I forgot to mention what like motivated her. But her godson's her godson got into a when he was a little boy got into a fight with a little white boy, and you know, and then that boy's dad came out, and then. Her godson's father came out and it turned into one of those things and then it turned into this racially charged mob and then um, and three black men ended up getting lynched, including her friend. And from that moment, she was on some, nah, I ain't with all that. She, you know, she's been labeled a race agitator and all that. Threats of violence, all that. But she... uh. She just did, but she just did it. She did it her whole life, and she and she didn't have no tragic death or nothing. She died from uh, from kidney failure in uh, nineteen thirty one. So, what does that put her? How old is that? Uh, Sixty two to thirty one. That's what. Uh, uh, that's uh, thirty eight. 69, 69 years old. Yeah, so she lived a full life. She fought against the fought against the man the whole time. And she didn't pretend like she was okay with shit that she wasn't. I could learn a lot from that. I spent I wasted a lot of time doing that, pretending like I was okay with shit. Um <clears throat> At the same time, though, I don't, you know, um, I, I I don't want the wrong kind of person to hear this and be inspired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's people out there that are like, they hear this and they go, yeah, I keep it 100 all the time. No, nigga, that's not good. You don't keep it in 100 all the time. No, that doesn't that doesn't that's not impressive. OK, it's knowing when to keep it 100. That makes you that, that's that's what impressed me. You can't keep it a hundred all the time. You can't keep it a buck a, a twenty four at seven. 
you know, because people that people that say shit like that, like braggadociously, they don't realize there's a time and a place for everything. You know, sometimes sometimes what's true don't need to be said right now. Sometimes what's true don't need to be said right here. You know, and because I, you know, because how many how many how many people out there, you know, we've all had that one friend that's a fucking asshole, and their excuse is always, "I was just keeping it real." No, you just enjoy being a dick, just like these people that spoil movies. You gotta know when to keep it real, you know. Anyway, um, I will be. Uh, let me see. Uh, I will be at the Ice House doing the Liars Club live podcast on Friday the tenth of May. Uh, then on the fifteenth. Uh, wait a minute. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. On the 15th, I'll be on Ham and Eggs in downtown LA. Then on the 17th, I'll be at the Fox Theater in Riverside with Tom Segura. On the 18th, I'll be in Vegas with Segura. On the 23rd, uh, I'll be at La Poubelle um, on Franklin Avenue in LA. And on the 31st, I'll be at Flappers with Christina Pajitsky. So if you want to see more of my comedy, just come to my website. Thanks for listening to us. Talking special teams, gotta go, motherfucker. So I'm sewing up my things. See, I gotta plug these holes up for the winner. And all these rats come in and try to shut my dinner. Talking, they working hard, niggas barely called a splinter. I'm all up in a